Hey, welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm woke with jokes and a cough. <laughs> I'm Johnny, founder of The Venture Out. Go find me at theventureout.com, the best way to start your morning. And I'm Bo, and I'm drinking some dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, shooting go. the straight dick. <laughs> drinking some dead guy. <laughs> that won't be taken out of context. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so uh, we're doing our special uh, 2018 end-of-year wrap-up show. Thank you guys so much, you the listeners, for bearing with not bearing with us, for being with <laughs> us for all of 2018 through our ups, downs, all arounds. Uh, we appreciate you very much, our listeners, and uh, look forward to bringing you much more great content in 2019. Likewise, here it's been a it's been a joy just hanging out with you two guys. Whoop whoop! Solid time and place to um, just. Uh, you know, share some uh, thoughts with each other, and then of course sharing with the world. And thanks. The world's a bit of a stretch. I've seen the download numbers, <laughs> but okay. I would say we've uh, we've accrued a small terrarium of uh, of listeners. Yeah. Yes. What do we call our, our listeners again? The uh, OGs. The OGs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the founding founding fathers. There's <laughs> something. All right. So. Uh, <clears throat> So, Johnny, uh, tell everybody where they can uh, check us out if they want to support the show. Yes, exactly. So, speaking of being a little Benjamin, uh, <laughs> you can go to the uh, patreon.com slash show. Link will be in the show notes. And this is simply a place where you can donate a few bucks to help us do what we love to do, hosting this podcast with the equipment and upgrades that we so desperately need. So desperately. Appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to go ahead and introduce the show here. This is The Junto Show, and The Junto is a club Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of The Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show's not quite that stuffy, but here and there, we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and kick things off here with uh, some of the best pop culture uh, media releases of 2018. That's right. The last episode was all about the hot tech news and the <laughs> self-introspective stuff, but now we get into the good stuff, the yeah. pop culture stuff. It's all serious, but we're going to kind of wrap that thing up on a on a high note here. Heck yeah. A more fun note than uh, you usually get out of the yeah. out of your friend Lance here. <laughs> That's how they get you. Hey, it's been a rough year, man. I don't want to talk about anything else besides movies and, uh, and, I don't know, I would say music, but I barely listen to music. Was this the year of Wakanda? That's how long this year has been. It's been a long year, man. Black Panther feels like it came out like four years ago. It does. It totally does, man. <laughs> but it came out in February of 2018. Fantastic. All right. So speaking of the best movie of the year, the Academy Award winning movie, soon to be Black Panther for was it oh. m- most fun movie? Was it Miss Maisel? <laughs> you know, I watched <laughs> I watched one episode of that Miss Maisel show because yeah. it won all those freaking awards. Have you ever seen it? No, no. I just uh, I was thinking the exact opposite of Wakanda. Oh. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's like Wakanda for Jewish people. Um, it's not my cup of tea. Basically, my uh, my uh, one of my very close friends. Uh, really well, there goes one more listener. <laughs> They like it, but they ain't going nowhere, or they or they don't listen. <laughs> it's it's not this hilarious. It's not hilarious. Like Thirty Rock is hilarious. Kimmy Schmidt is hilarious. What else? I haven't had a hilarious show in a while. Is it is it funny? Like Downton Abbey is funny. It's funny. Like Frasier is funny, but not as funny as Frasier because Frasier is funny. Yeah. Like, well, I, that's pretty funny if it's almost as funny as Frasier. It's 
it's not, it's not on my wavelength. Like, and I was watching my friend watch it, and they weren't like cracking up either. They were, they were, but they were enjoying it. Were they just like they just slowly turned to you, and they were like, "Lance, this is funny," <laughs> and then they turned back. And I, I watched an episode, and I was like, "That was entertaining," but I didn't laugh any time during it. All right, so anyway, back to the best movie of the year. Okay, so I'm gonna start things off. Probably the biggest thing to me, as far as like the pop culture or media that I take in in the year, is movies. You know, I read a ton of books. Um, I read some comic books, watch TV shows, whatever. But like when I'm like the most entertainment bang for my buck I get, probably video games to be honest, but but movies. So I did a, my top list of movies for 2018. So let you guys let me know what you think about it. You know, see if you see any of these things. So number one movie of the year. Any guesses? Any guesses? Any guesses? Black Panther. Black Panther. That's right. I remain a black man. I get to keep my card. I can still go to the cookout and my family will still have me for Thanksgiving because Black Panther is the best movie of the year. But there were also some other really, really good choices out there. So, um, Johnny, I think I don't think you've seen this one just yet, but I think I'm officially calling my number two movie what? for the year. And I haven't seen it? This year is Spider-Man Into the, Sp- Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, I'm seeing it very soon. Yes. Very soon. It's Was it Get Out this year too? No, it can't no. be. This year can't be that long. <laughs> oh, was that last year? Okay. And maybe two years ago, to be honest. But um, that Spider-Verse movie is... I don't want to hype it up too much because Johnny hasn't seen it yet. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it tells a, a very interesting story from a very interesting perspective. I did read a, a little article about it. It doesn't give anything away, maybe. But it did talk about how uh, they almost introduced a Australian Spider-Man. <laughs> and the concept with Australian Spider-Man is because he lives 24 hours ahead of us. Mm-hmm. You know, he shows up, and whatever happens in the movie, I don't, I don't know. But and then he immediately dies, <laughs> and then they're like, "Well, I guess the twenty-four hour deadline is true." So I said, <laughs> "Yeah, it's." It, I think they made the right choice leaving him, <laughs> leaving him out. Also, I don't know that there's an actual. I'd be curious at what, what the costume is different. Is he wearing like a uh, <laughs> Dundee hat? <laughs> he is. That's the only difference. He's wearing a Dundee hat. <laughs> I do want to see that, but not in the movie. <laughs> Okay, so number one, Black Panther. I should have went from bottom up. Number one, Black Panther. Number two, Into the Spider-Verse. Number three, Avengers Infinity War. Uh, I just watched that one the, uh, a couple days ago. still holds up. Number four, Mission Impossible Fallout. Woot, woot. Yes, those Mission Impossible movies are good. At least the last three. So go, go see them if you haven't. And uh, riding out my top five, I only did top five. My number five is uh, Sorry to Bother You. Really? Yeah. Sorry to bother you. Yeah. That's free right now. I can watch that. I haven't yet because all the terrible... Oh, you haven't seen it yet? I have not seen it yet. Uh, I wanted to see it, but then after hearing all my friends talk about the... Not all of them, apparently. <laughs> horrible ending to it. I was like, you know what? It's not worth it. It's like watching... It's like hearing the reviews for Lost. That's why I never watched Lost because everybody poo-pooed the last season. I'm like, well, I'm not going to devote like seven seasons of a show to only get bad stuff at the end of it. So I tried watching Lost, and one, the ending is bad. That's what well, I don't think the ending is that bad that's yeah. what everybody said right yeah. but here's the thing with lost right i started i started watching it and i got about four episodes into season one and it wasn't that good and then i realized that there were 26 episodes in that season and then seven more seasons and the ending wasn't that good yeah and i was like no thank you <laughs> well so if, you, if you're gonna get into lost seasons one through three are pretty good and then seasons four through seven are essentially petering out until the, the ending. So. Well, it doesn't. I, uh, you jumped right. in to defend the show and then say that, and I feel like you shouldn't have jumped in to defend the show. <laughs> well, that's how you feel about it. Well, I would say I would say it's a it's better than average, but there is a definite arc to quality of the show. You know? 
Parabola. Uh, parabola. <laughs> Bo, I think you should just ask it. That thing edited out of there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so let's uh, go around here. So, movies. What do you guys got for movies of the year? So, for me, movies. I don't have a top three or ten because I don't believe in listen being constrained like that. That's not true. I can point to you to your 2017 and 16, and I think I've known you since 20, 2004. <laughs> I can do the list back then, too. <laughs> Good job, Lance. So speaking of that, my top ten list will officially be written in a few days from now. But for now, top movies, two categories, okay? Oh, here we go. First nice. category, just pure fun. You go to the movies, you just want to be entertained and just be you know, just enthralled and pure escapism, right? Number one, Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah. Fantastic. Tom Cruise running. That, that's all you need to know, right? Uh, the second movie there, uh, Braven. Braven? Braven. Was that a theater release? Uh, I have no idea, but it's, it's a movie. Hmm. All right. It stars my man, Jason Momoa. Hey. All right. It's a pure, like a action revenge type of flick. Uh, I, 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 maybe I'm not describing that correctly. Basically, his daughter gets... Uh, threatened by these bad guys, and he's got to go take care of the bad guys. So is he a badass? It's Jason Momoa. Mm, fair enough. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, uh, so that's my two movies for guilty pleasures. Go check them out: uh, Mission Impossible and Braven. And then, as far as movies that kind of left a lingering impact on me, so these are movies that, like, you walk out of the theater and you th- or then watching them, you think, like, man, huh? I think I learned something about myself. So, first movie. Juliet Naked, starring Ethan Hawke. So, Juliet Naked, talk to you something about yourself? Yeah, it uh, like it just kind of touched me in a certain <laughs> place, you know? All right. Yeah. Braven's, got, <laughs> Braven's got good reviews. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so, yeah, Juliet Naked uh, might not uh, appeal to everybody. The premise, it's kind of like a rom-com, but the characters are very interesting. They come from unique backgrounds, and you kind of see some of yourself in those characters. So, it uh, kind of leaves you thinking, like, what kind of... Who am I in this relationship? Um, second movie, Searching. Th- that was on my uh, that was on my sh- uh, special. Not not top five. It's top ten though. Top ten. Starring Harold, or better known as Sulu. Um, <laughs> is he is he better known as Sulu? <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure that he's better known as Sulu. But sure. go Either way, go check it out. It's a very creepy movie in the sense that uh, his daughter gets um, becomes missing. And the only way he can try to track her down is through all of her social media. And it just kind of goes into, wow, do you really know a person by their online um, profiles and what they put out there and such? And No. The answer yeah. is no. no <laughs> absolutely not. So, But it's just kind of creepy in this day and age what's going on out there. So definitely check that out. Worth your time. And the third movie I'll mention is Hero starring Sam Elliott. Man, I thought you would say Sam Jackson. I was like, yes. Ah. <laughs> we'll see this one, but I'm, Sam Elliott and Sam Jackson, that's a, that's a big, big drop-off in interest for me. <laughs> Very true. So S- Sam Elliott has this like, powerful Western voice. Um, he was also in a star, was born uh, this year, playing um, the main character's uh, brother. But anyway, so in this movie, Hero, he's a has-been actor, and the only thing he is hired for right now are uh, voiceovers for commercials or for whatever. So he, he gets paid every so often for this thing. Um, and he believes he's a washed out actor. Uh, life's kind of like, you know, off the rails a little bit. But and but along the way, he uh, in, finds the confidence again, encounters uh, a romance. And then he learns that, hey, you know, he, there's still more to him despite his old age. 
and you know and so forth so it's a great movie Check are you out. a particularly big sam elliott fan in general or was it just this movie just happened to catch you this movie just happened to catch me i saw the trailer for it i saw some good reviews for it and once you listen to this man's voice it just pulls you in yeah i think he plays a lot of uh cowboys right that's that guy yeah yeah, yeah. okay all right yeah. hmm, interesting he's he's the older gentleman with the mustache right <laughs> Very thick mustache. <laughs> I feel like it doesn't really narrow it down as far as guys that play cowboys. <laughs> right. Well, I, he's a guy who was on Parks and Rec, and he was no, uh, that's not him. Uh, that's uh, Dick Offerman. Dick Offerman. Nick no, o- no, Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman's counterpart. It was like uh, oh, I never watched Parks and Rec. Okay, well, I right. well, so for me, right? So that was a great list, Johnny. Um, I only have two things, right? And it's a movie and a TV show, right? Uh, so the movie that I think is a must-see movie, um, if you like my taste in movies, is uh, The Death of Stalin. I really want to see that. I almost watched it this weekend. Yeah, so I think that's, um, at least for me, I think that's the best movie that I've seen in a, in quite some time, actually. Um, the other one is a show. So uh, I recently watched the show Maniac on Netflix. I started Maniac. And I would say I really enjoyed the show. I think it was um, it was funny. It was a I, I thought it was really funny actually. It's uh, there's parts of it's it dark where, humor. Yeah, it's it's pretty dark humor. I would say the the acting kind of waxes and wanes and is good, but it's like the perfect level of campiness uh, that you can just kind of watch it and it's just you you kind of realize it's just kind of this kooky comedy. So I I watched I really liked it. I don't think you sell it as a comedy though. It's <laughs> well no, but it, but once you when I think about it like it's more there's some more funny parts than than actual serious parts. Uh, but if you've ever seen um, Eternal Sunshine for the Spotless Mind, it's I don't get a, why people like that movie. I don't understand that movie. Uh, Eternal Sunshine? Yeah. I, it's, I would say it's not like this, the greatest movie ever, but I would say it's a it's a good movie with very interesting concept. I, 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 I think it probably is, and I think I literally just, when I saw it, I was either not paying attention or, but I, or I missed the message. I, I know what the message is from like reading stuff because people love it so much and I and yeah. I so what what do you think the message I I I've, I I haven't seen the movie in like forever so I have my remembrance of what the the thesis of the movie I guess is. so my understand this is interesting I mean I'm talking 2018 <laughs> but so my understanding is is that uh, Jim Carrey's character was so in love with this girl who like broke his heart really bad so he went to like Total Recall. And got his memory of her wiped out of his mind, but somehow he was the message or whatever is that you're better off remembering that you like tis better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. And like wiping his mind of it screwed him up some kind of way. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of what I got from it. Except for it was kind of like you know the thing that he was really didn't want to lose was the good memories that he had with her. You know, so it was kind of like, you know, he was being tortured by these memories. But whenever they started taking them away, he realized that, no, that was all he had of her. You know, yeah. and so that that was the real kind of fear of it. In the end, it is all you have of, of anything. Yeah. Well, I guess besides like uh, if you watch some Rams or something like that, you still so, have those Rams. I mean, that's that's what, <laughs> what I remember from that movie. But those are the those are the two pop culture things that I thought were uh, at least for movies and uh tv shows okay so thanks for giving maniac the uh high recommendation because uh i was probably going to finish it but now you bumped it up in the old uh, priority list for me yeah and i would say it's it's just um i kind of you know like i guess my i don't know i'd say my taste but 
I kind of like things that are just completely different, right? And Maniac is just a like how many there's there's no shows out there that are like Maniac. So Maniac is on Netflix and it stars Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. Emma Stone. And I think if I have a favorite actor right now, it is Jonah Hill. So there's that. Well, just keep in mind, kind of like what you're saying there, Bo. Your movie mojo is not compatible to everybody else's. <laughs> it's really hit or miss with me and you. Mm. Lobster. <laughs> yeah, you love the lobster. <laughs> I thought it was good. I don't. I don't get. Okay, so um, back to me. I was trying to think of what I don't. So for think of what I wanted to say for music for 2018 because. I barely listen to any music. I really should do a podcast list for 2018. <laughs> I mean, you listen to podcasts too. Um, but uh, I think I found a couple of things here. So probably my favorite musical endeavor of 2018, I have to say, was uh, Cardi B, Invasion of Privacy. That album came out of nowhere. Well, I won't say out of nowhere because I, I, I love Cardi B. But like, I, I just thought that her album was going to be like every other reality star and or to be you know, not unkind stripper puts out some kind of uh, CD and then they're playing on their looks as opposed to their musical skill. But, um, Cardi came through, tore down the city. That album is good from front to back. It's a huge hit. I'm so happy. So proud. I love it. That's probably my favorite album of the year. Um, next favorite, the one I listened to the most was a black Panther soundtrack. Excuse me. Uh, and then Eminem actually put out another album this year for the first time in a while. And it sounded good, which is rare because this last couple albums sucked. And I love, 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 love Eminem. At least I used to. Uh, so I'm happy that Kamikaze was uh, pretty good, too. So that's me, Lance, for music. All right. Uh, Johnny for music. Um, let's see. Drake. <laughs> Dependable. He dropped another record. That was good. A um, couple songs from A Star Is Born with the Lady Gaga. Um, so that was uh, hey is that soundtrack stuff. like a Gaga like a lot of Gaga on that uh... no there's only a few of Gaga on there and it's, it's all over the place the type of music she has in it hmm. in case you haven't seen the movie yeah. Um, so yeah but there are some takeaway uh, songs that are in the trailer that are the obviously the highlights of it Okay. Uh, I'll mention uh, Justin Timberlake Man in the Woods just you. kidding that album was not that good <laughs> thank you Johnny yeah, I know man I really wanted to love it too man I bought a flannel shirts and everything <laughs> Uh, I couldn't do it. Um, I think another uh, big hitter this year for me was uh, Halsey. She's really been dropping some really good songs out there. I couldn't. Uh, Bad at Love. If you had a gun in my head, I couldn't tell you the Halsey. So actually, she just did something. She just did something with uh, Khaled, too. She's got like a top track out there now. I couldn't tell you the Halsey song. Oh, that's fantastic, man. Yeah. And I'm surprised, Lance, you did not mention Childish Gambino. You know? He had some top hits that really moved the culture along too uh for his songs did that album like so he put out this is america that song and whatever did the album ever follow that or was there ever anything maybe it was a single then i'm not sure it's a weird thing that people do nowadays i mean i'm I'm glad it came out but i'm like to my musical taste or whatever you put out a single and then an album yeah and then some i guess sometimes you also just put out a single just single sometimes and then keep it moving (laughs) the last thing i'll mention is uh thanks to our friend chris I've now been heavily intertwined with K-pop, unfortunately. (laughs) All the songs kind of sound alike, but they're all so mesmerizing. So do yourself a favor, look up Blackpink or BTS and just uh, get mesmerized with their dance moves. Blackpink? I'll be Googling that later. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And as far as me and music, um, so I would say I've probably dropped off of the 
uh, the music side. And usually I'll listen to a lot of more like ambient music. I was I was in a stretcher. I was listening to a lot of Ennio Morricone. Uh, so he's didn't uh, he uh, kill your father? And now it's time for you to die. <laughs> uh, he he was yeah Ennio Morricone. He um what is it? Uh, he did a lot of spaghetti western soundtracks. So if you, oh actually yeah. I, I like those yeah so if you kind of listen to them they're kind of kind of neat background music so but uh, I will go with uh, something that is. Um, you're an interesting cat, there, Bo. Well, so there is a there's a a, a new. Um, I'm I am more of a folk music, country music fan, uh, if you couldn't tell. And there's a new artist that I found, and I've heard he's kind of the real deal. And his name is Coulter Wall, and I think that he is. It's very interesting. Uh, he's a pretty good songwriter, and he has a. Uh, he's he's really young. He's like twenty, like in his twenties, early twenties. And he's a pretty good. He's a he's like a oh, like an old string guitar picker, and he has a really deep voice. And uh, it's kind of it's it's almost like unnaturally deep. Uh, I would say that if you're into country music and you you kind of like the old you know the storytelling singer songwriter type person, uh, Coulter Wall is your man. He's on the uh, Hell or High Water soundtrack and a few other soundtracks. So yeah, Coulter Wall. All yep. right, okay, so. Back to me. My favorite shows of 2018. And I got a couple. Oh, wait. Uh, did Game of Thrones come out? Was there a Game of Thrones this year? I was uh, going to say. Next year, it's, right? It's not on my list, and it should be. I was just going to put it on there. <laughs> like a shadow of Game of Thrones should be on there just because it's Game of Thrones. Uh, do we know when it comes out next year? It was like er, April. Okay. That'll come soon enough. All right. So for Lance, for uh, shows this year, number one show of the year. Is the Americans? I watched all seven seasons in like a two month span or something like that. Uh, that show's great, man. It it uh, goes goes hard. And it's good. I recommend it highly. Uh, also, I'll say that in, in, so that's probably my favorite show of the year. The rest of them are in no particular order. Uh, Preacher, very fun show. Very very campy. Uh, I like it. The actors are all lo- lo- lovable and the story is good enough. <laughs> the Walking Dead. Uh, I haven't heard much talk about it. The ratings for Walking Dead are in the tank. People, oh, people have not come back to the show, and they t- had they got a new showrunner. I think Angela Kang took over as showrunner, and she sped things up a whole lot. They're not drawing things out like they used to. It's like it's what you think is about to happen. You're wondering what's going to happen. It happens. <laughs> it's a lot better. Um, and a few things, a, l- a couple unexpected things caught me off guard this year. Uh, Walking Dead. Is good again. If you were, if you liked it before, I would say give it a chance. Uh, Better Call Saul always good. That disappoint. And South Park is back and uh, skewering American culture <laughs> <laughs> as they do. And it's as good as it always is. It's just South Park is rock solid. So, quick question on The Walking Dead. Yeah, you know that was a staple for all of us here. But can I skip out on the ending? Wherever happened last season, can I just jump right into this new season, or should I? go take the time and punish myself and finish off the last season uh you should, i mean you can watch the last two you'll be fine last two episodes of the last season yeah probably the last one is probably good enough but yeah it's good advice yeah yeah and then i mean you know the you know the characters it's not like they introduce. uh you should watch the last one for sure okay and then the next one's kind of pick up and it gets off to a nice pace yeah. all right sounds good all right for uh tv shows for me number one 
Black Mirror. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll shout out to Black Mirror, too. I forgot that one came out. Black uh, Mirror is on my list, too. Fantastic. And they're working on season two, I, I hear. Three. Three, whatever. Ten. Go for <laughs> it. It's fantastic. Well, hey, good for you. If you think there's only been one, you should go back and watch the other <laughs> oh, one. Oh, I think it's one because I just blurred them all, watched them all together. Oh, you know? yeah. Um, so, yeah, fantastic. They're all standalone episodes that kind of delve into a mixture of sci-fi and hypothetical, which is right up my alley. So, fantastic. Uh, second show I recommend out there that I really enjoyed this year is Last Kingdom season three came out on Netflix. This is about uh, Vikings um, and they're intertwining with uh, the beginnings of England. So very interesting storyline. It follows as one main character dude uh, through the rise and falls of some uh, some kings and princes and such. So it's kind of like Game of Thrones, but without the dragons and without the mystical stuff and without Missandei. Yeah, I know. I know. Hey there. Number three, I mentioned before, Rise of the Phoenixes. So this is not for everybody. It's like 75 episodes long on Netflix. Is it's, it really? Yeah. Oh. It's a Chinese drama. It takes place back in the Emperor days. It's about palace intrigue. It's like, and I described it before, it's like House of Cards, but just back in Chinese dynasty days. So check that out. And then the show that made me laugh a lot this year. Thank you, uh, Norseman season. <laughs> Two or three, wherever that is. A lot of Viking themed media yeah. in your yeah. uh, in your what diet, can, there, Johnny. What can I say? What can I say? Uh, well, as far as television shows, uh, I think I already already blew my load there. I guess. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, Give us a straight dick. Give you a straight dick. Yeah. Um. Uh. Any other shows that I I thought that were pretty good? Um. A change this year. Uh. We we did we have a group show that we watched together this year. No, I don't think so. Yeah, well, like normally for the last, I don't know, what, five years at least, we our our little friend group has had a show that we get together and watched yeah. weekly, and this year was the first year in a while that I, we didn't have a, a show that we got together with. I think uh, just this, it all conspired against us between Walking Dead sucking and just people having babies left and right. And no Game of Thrones. And no Game of Thrones. But next year, April, we'll pull in the crew together with the babies. They're watching it too. Yeah, they're old enough to understand how magic works now. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you call our friends' babies? <laughs> Once they become two. Well, so so I don't want to get out of phase with the the way we're we're putting this stuff out. It's fine. Um, but uh, YouTube videos. So I I. Sp- like everybody, you spend way too much time on YouTube. I don't know if this is part of like the television series. That's good enough. Go ahead. Good enough. Okay, so there is a um, a I don't know what you call a media corporation, and it's called Timeline. And I don't want to consider. I don't think I'm really like a really big history buff. Uh, I think you are, but I'm probably you. You underestimate how stupid the average person is. <laughs> uh, well, I would say that you know anything to do with history, I I like. There's certain you know you get into a time period. And you just kind of read everything about it, or you try to learn everything about it, right? The fact that you think that that's a thing people do means you're a history. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do that, and you do that, and like six other guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, so uh, there is a, a show that this this uh, media company, it might be a subsidiary of BBC, uh, came out with, and it's called um, Secrets of the Castle. And what they do is they take a uh, an archaeologist and a historian, and um, I forget what the the other guy is. And they put them into what there's the largest experimental archaeologist site in the world that's happening in in France right now. Uh, I think it's called um, Get Along. Get Along. 
Uh, And what they're doing is they are trying to recreate a 13th century European castle. You know, I see those castles from like way back in the day. And I'm like, man, they must have killed a thousand slaves making these things. Like they're beautiful. And they still more or less are holding up. I don't know. They renovated them or whatever, but like the scaffolding or just like without having motors and all that good stuff Mm -hmm. to build it these giant structures way back in the day i'm like man like shout out to ancient man well so so and the, what they what they that's why it's a, an experimental archaeologist site because you know they kind of have an idea of how all this stuff was put together but they really don't know and so what they've done is they bought a plot of land in in france and that was near quarry it was in the woods and so it was in say about like 25 acres and they said okay we think this is how they built this up and so they get all these uh, craftspeople uh, that are like historians slash blacksmiths, uh, carpenters, stonemasons, and they get out there and they use period specific tools and they clink, 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 and they, they're putting together a castle. And it's a 25 year project and they're trying to. I don't, I'm not willing to dedicate that much YouTube time. <laughs> well, yeah, so it's not 20, so it's, it's like six episodes, so it's. About forty-five minutes each. It's about like three and a half hours or something like that. And they started in ninety-one. Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, I was joking. <laughs> well, well, was was well, no, they're they're about five years away from being finished. Oh, so it's late nineties, I guess, right? Man, I guess you gotta have a hobby. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, I think that it's that's one of the more um, I would say interesting series because they kind of go through like you know what they ate, what they dressed, uh, the different. Uh, uh, industries that were created just by building the castle, you know, uh, and actually, you know, what steps they did to kind of, um, uh, to build it. I thought it was a very entertaining show. Uh, and I would, if you, if you kind of interested in like medieval lore a little bit, right. And you kind of get the perspective of the people that actually built the castle. So they're saying it took 25 years to build these castles. Well, they're taking 25 years. Yeah, because I was like, well, yeah. yeah, maybe you started a little bit, didn't build it out. But I'm like, man, like, uh, your brother's already killed you for the crown by the time you get happy <laughs> your castle built. Yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing that the, uh, you know, the people that, they probably have a limited amount of craftspeople and stonemasons, yeah. whereas probably back then it was, you know, you three or four the, times as many. Yeah, whip the old uh, serfs in the, uh, in the line. To get <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing, though, is I think that, you know, when they talk about like feudal, you know, feudal Europe, European society or something like that, <laughs> uh, what what it seemed they talk about is the group of people that would build the castle, they would build a castle and then they would kind of pick up and move to the next castle and they would kind of work there. And so it wasn't like you had a feudal lord that you were a serf for and stuff like that because that was more like the farmers. It was like all the craftspeople. Bob's castles over here. Yeah, <laughs> Bob's know. castles were... Step right up, everybody. You want a castle? You want a castle? Yeah. Right, what kind of lord are you without a castle? Come on over to Bob's castle. I'll get you squared away right away. But like a French accent. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's a very entertaining show. So. All right. All right. I, uh, I, I will do one thing because I'm just so excited for a couple things next year. I, I got I to gotta throw in there last minute the the few items I'm still looking forward to pop culture next okay. year. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, look ahead. Go ahead. Something we can easily all three agree on, and every listener that listens to our podcast, Game of Thrones, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Season eight, six episodes. It's gonna be fantastic. And there's an there's two more seasons, right? 
No, this is it right here. Oh, six, work? Six episodes, that's it. Each episode is like a feature-length movie. That's it. Okay. Yeah, and, I'm glad I... And I hear it's traumatic, so prepare yourself. Oh, no. Game of Thrones is going to kill people. <laughs> 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 I'll prepare myself. <laughs> okay. Listen back to this episode. When a thing happens, and Lance is bawling, crying. Oh, I'll be devastated. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's maybe five people on that show that if and when they die... It's going to get you. It will, it will get me. Yeah. There's <laughs> maybe like 10. <laughs> I celebrate Joffrey. Nah, I won't. I won't spoil. So, uh, so there's uh, Game of Thrones number two for me. Avengers: Infinity War. Why so you put Game of Thrones above Avengers? Yeah, uh, you got to. I think for me, there's more time. It's, I was going to say there's more time built up in Game of Thrones, but there's probably more time built up in Avengers. To be honest, yeah, but I'm going to get like whatever eight or nine, ten hours of Game of Thrones versus the three hours of Avengers yeah. in a one shot deal. Yeah, okay, uh, but still excited. Don't get me wrong, excited. But probably the the thing that trumps them both actually, the new Star Trek show featuring the return of Captain Picard. Captain Picard, the guy who inspired the Captain's Ready Room. You can't get bigger than that. That comes out next year. Next year, and the CBS All Access say it's the beginning of 2019. It's a season two Star Trek Discovery, mm-hmm. and new Picard show will be airing by the end of 2019. So let's Man. hope. Like I I heard that show announced this year, and it's coming out next year. For a show that's going to require as much special effects and stuff like that, like that, and I've been 